You are listening to the Living Strong Podcast. It is a movement to show that anyone out there in the world has the potential to become their best self and reach any goal they put their mind and heart to. Every week we'll be in your ears giving you tips, tricks, and stories that will get you off the couch and turn your life around. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to another episode of the Living Strong Podcast. If you're new here, this is the Living Strong Podcast. My name is Gianluca. I'm the host. This week, we are sitting down with Justin Pugliese, a running ambassador out of Montreal. He is a community leader. He has his own podcast, Le Rundown. He's an awesome guy. He ran the Boston Marathon three times, so that's, for me, crazy. Uh, so it was a really interesting conversation. We talk about all those aspects of life from running triathlon, the Boston Marathon, the podcast, and how he lives a strong life. Uh, side note to the podcast, again, Harley was there with us. Uh, he was causing a bit of background noise, so just let that be. Pay attention to the con- podcast, don't pay attention to the dog. Uh, some quick updates uh, for you all. The merch is live. You could check it out on Facebook, Instagram, and our website. Uh, if you want to place an order, uh, just send me a DM. We currently have t-shirts, uh, crew necks, baseball tees, and hoodies. Some more items are going to be coming out shortly. So now without further ado, let's get into this podcast. Welcome back to the Living Strong Podcast. This week, I got Justin Pugliese here with me. He's a Montreal uh, runner, an Ironman, a Montreal community leader. Uh, I don't know how many other things. He has his own podcast, an awesome guy. Uh, so I want to welcome to the show. Welcome, Justin. How are you? Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. No problem. No problem. So, uh, Justin, my, what, you want to give us a bit of a about yourself? Yeah, sure. Um, I've been running for about nine years now. Um, just kind of started uh, just like that. Like I was a soccer player, hockey player. Yeah. And, uh, you know, years later, if I fast forward, yeah, I've done uh, three Boston marathons. Wow. I've done New York uh, once before couple Ironmans and uh, yeah try and stay connected to the community as much as I can on a weekly basis I, I help lead uh, a run every Monday from okay. uh, Mount Royal and um, also help with a run retreat as well so there's okay. a lot of there's a lot of things that are, are run related that uh, that um, it's kind of like taking over my life a little bit but uh, I, 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 I like it that way so so you mentioned before uh, start, you started running that you were into team sports and all that. Uh, did you find that uh, the, the running, the aspect of, of getting into running and all that is a different uh, lifestyle from the team sports? Because you could do it on yourself and that's why maybe you, you got into the running or it was just a matter of like falling into place that you just started running for, for that? Yeah, like I think playing hockey and soccer, I, I always had a liking for for the team aspect, like you say, but yeah. like soccer in particular, like I like played midfield because I okay. like to, I like to run, run a lot. Okay. So this is something like looking back, I'm I'm like maybe this was like a, a telling sign, sign yeah, that, yeah. that I enjoyed like longer distance stuff. And I actually got into running because a friend had asked me to to go and run a, a charity 10k. Okay. And they said like, hey, you're pretty good. Like after the race, like you're pretty good. You should continue and. And it's kind of like the rest is history, you know. Like yeah. I, I signed up for my first half, but like as individual, as individual as it is, uh, it was like that in the beginning. But you know, over the last five years, I've I've gotten so entrenched in the run community that it's like, yeah, I do my trainings alone, but I'm also with people a lot too. Yeah, so you still sure. get that like 
it's not teamwork, but it's it's still a sense of a community, sense of a uh, people with you, I guess, like a, like a team. It's like a yeah. team commitment, well, especially the group runs and all that. It's fun. It, it gives you motivation, that's for sure. Exactly, or training. You know, yeah. like doing a hard workout is really hard to do by yourself. But if you have a training buddy that's at the same pace as you, uh, I was training with like Ariane Rabi for yeah. for a while. Um, I train with my friend Jeff now, uh, and we're we're kind of the same pace. So. Yeah. It really helps to kind of push yourself even harder during those workouts sure. when, when, when you can't, when you don't think you can continue at a certain pace or it's not your day, you know, yeah. it gives you extra motivation. And uh, so you mentioned you found running uh, from a friend to doing a first 10K. And then you also mentioned that you did uh, a half right after. Was that like a, really right after or was like a year after or so? Yeah, I think that race was, no, I think it was probably like, the next year I had okay. signed up for a half marathon. So you had like a, a full year of training to build yourself up to that. Yeah. Okay, cool. But I mean that I kind of had a full year to train, but was I really training, training? No. for it? Cause I, I you didn't, didn't know what it was. I didn't know how to do it. So I would just like keep playing soccer and hockey yeah. and like stay You're in still shape. Being shape. Exactly. Which, but is not a running big, shape, which yeah. is way different. Like yeah. I remember finishing these races and like, I remember my first half was in Montreal and like I started the race and, and 3K in, I had like a pain in my leg and my shin yeah. and I, I was like, I, there's no way I'm going to finish this thing. Yeah. And then around 8K, I remember meeting somebody like you kind of feel it out and see yeah. like who's going at your pace. And I started running with this girl and, and we, we got to talking and, and around that time is when the pain kind of started going away and we, we finished the thing together. It was oh, our cool. first one. But like, I remember being in so much pain after, um, and it's just because of like lack of training, lack of cross training, lack For of sure. knowledge, nutrition. I'm sure too came into play. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was way different back then than it is now. For sure. Yeah. And so, how would you describe uh, your life before and after finding running? So you mentioned the the sports. You still play the team sports now, or are you more strict on the uh, the other side of sports like running and Ironman and all that? Yeah, like, so before it was more, you know, hockey, soccer. So soccer in the summer, yeah. running in the winter. And that was kind of my, my community, if you yeah. would, if you will. And then, then when I found running, you know, like I said, it was, I still kept that up. I still kept my hockey and soccer up. I mean, it was, uh, I'm 35 now. So it was probably around 25, somewhere in there. I was still playing the team sports, but with, with these, with the running okay. uh, on top of it. So I'd sign up for half. I didn't take it very seriously. I just, I eventually started doing, um, you know, I did Ottawa. Like I would go back every year because I really liked the race. I didn't have a watch or anything. Yeah. I just go on feel. And actually my first two, I, I think I ran in the same exact time. Oh, wow. Um, cool. Which was pretty funny. You know, like they say you listen to your body and stuff yeah. so much. And uh, I actually didn't have a watch. So there wasn't much to go on except for myself. For, for your actual feeling, yeah. But I would go back, you know, for you know, four years or so just kept doing halves and kept trying to improve, but not really knowing how to improve. Cool. Um, and now it's a bit different where I have like training plans and it's, it's a way more structured, yeah, but for sure. at the same time, like I gave up soccer too. Okay. So like you don't play at all, not even I play hockey. I play hockey, hockey once a week during the winter months. Okay. Uh, every Monday. So it's like pretty scheduled, scheduled yeah. but soccer, soccer I quit. Cause I'm like, I can't play soccer 
run and run because of injuries and yeah, stuff. Yeah, for I sure. Just, it wouldn't be worth it. So, but your 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 main sport we'll say is running right now. So that's right now. It's, it's, that's what you're focused on. That's what your training is all for, and all that. This definitely, like, yeah, definitely. My main focus is uh, is on Good. the run side for sure. And how does being because uh, you you obviously were uh, healthy and fit. I'm guessing your whole uh, adolescent life till now because of all the sports that you played. But how does that uh, play in a, a big role in your life? Like, what does it mean to be healthy and fit to you? I think it's just a way to disconnect from other things. Okay. I think, like, growing up, I always had to play something af- outside after school, like ball hockey. We used to play like, yeah, religiously. And it just gives you, like, an outlet. I, I can't say, like, I really enjoy going to the gym. Yeah. So if you don't like going to the gym, like, I prefer, like, a boot camp. Uh, let's say it's, like, it's set. Something, and it's yeah. like It's set and it's, like, easy to get to and easy to do. And it gets my mind off work. It gets my mind off paying bills or... Yeah. It just, any, it open, it's like a meditation state, basically, the, the way you look at it. For sure. Yeah, I think it just, like... It's just a, a time for yourself, and I think everybody needs that, no matter what they're doing. Yeah. Whether it's walking or, you know, reading a book or whatever, everyone's got something, and I think it's just a time where I can, kind of let everything go and, and just focus on that one thing. Cool. So we 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 spoke a bit at the beginning about uh, the community that you you run some uh, you lead some runs, and and that. So uh, when did you start? And you also mentioned about five years ago. But when did you really start getting into the running community, uh, the Montreal running community? Yeah. So. So I had, I started getting into the running community when, a friend from high school, uh, invited me to a community run. Okay. Something I wasn't used to, but she it was through lululemon okay cool and it was a glow-in-the-dark run and she's like hey just like i know you like to run um why don't you come to this thing with me i said okay like we hang out once in a while you know and i thought it was nice so i was like okay let me go do this this 5k or whatever it was and there they had their their ambassadors uh leading the run it was cat and kev and chelsea my friend chelsea knew them and introduced me and I heard their story and they're these like crazy like triathletes yeah. and um, just like a month prior I had done my first like Olympic distance triathlon. Okay. Uh, we can get into that later yeah. if you want. But um, so I was kind of getting my feet wet, if you will, into triathlon. And so when I heard that they were Ironman, like had, they had an Ironman and Ultraman and yeah. all these crazy things. And like really. Your like, eyes opened up and drawn the floor. Yeah. And so. I was so inspired by them and like, like they do with everybody they, they yeah. touch. And I, they invited me to go run with them at, at the Point Claire Run Club, which was like every Saturday morning. Yeah. And, um, and I knew some girls like from the, I grew up in the West Island. So I knew some, some people had also ran with that group and uh, they invited me. And, and so I showed up Yeah. and, uh, and kind of the rest is history. I kept showing up. I kept being there. It was like, it's, uh, it was, that event was in October. So it was like leading into winter running. Yeah. Which I'm not, a, still not a huge fan of, but it kind of got me out of the house. Any of us are. Yeah. <laughs> Especially in Montreal. <laughs> exactly. And it got me out of the house and it got me, I, I liked them so much that I just wanted to be, be around with them, them and yeah. ask them questions yeah. and spend yeah, time with grab them. Grab motivation from them as well. Too, just right? so inspiring. And, um, and that's 
where it all started and and it hasn't really stopped since okay. then so that was where you, you you found the community and it just kind of took you in like a black hole and yeah cool. yeah i just loved it i loved them i i wanted to be at everything that they were doing yeah. and um, like we're still they're my coaches now and they're still like very good friends of mine and um and yeah i wouldn't have had that without that again uh, that one community run event yeah. So, so you mentioned that you did do uh, triathlon before you met them. And I know they are, like you mentioned, uh, Ironmans, Ultramans and all that. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing they also threw you into the world of Ironman too. Like they sort of pushed you or it was something that you had in back of your mind. And after meeting them, you went into that. Yeah, like I don't know. And I can say this, that I don't know if I ever had um, these dreams or aspirations in my in my mind before I met them, um, they all came to life after. Okay. And that's what makes them so special is that they, you know, a lot of time we think about like potential and it's really hard to know for a lot of people, like to understand their own potential in anything, whether it's, whether it's work or social or, yeah. or, or running or soccer or hockey or whatever, whatever the thing is. Um, and sometimes it takes somebody to tell you, like, Hey, like you're, you can do this or yeah. like we did it, but we're, there's nothing crazy about yeah, what we we're did. Regular day people. Yeah. It all starts from some place, and, um, they made me believe and, and, you know, um, they saw how hard I was willing to work and how dedicated I was. And, you know, they, they were, they were starting to teach a few of us in the pool, like taking us to the local pool yeah. and like helping us with swimming so that we could improve and the and the the uh the goal was to do the 5150 which is the olympic distance yeah. in trombla on the following year okay and we go as a group and rent a cottage and it yeah would be it would be like a big event more than just what the event is okay. yeah and you know here here are you know two they're a couple and they're a cat and kev and they're um they're these iron man athletes yet they're willing to take the time to train us to do like an Olympic distance and they want to spend the weekend and do all these fun things. And, and so like from, from that point, it kind of just evolved into like, they didn't tell me I I should do an Ironman. They never said like I should do a half or where my limitations were. They kind of let me dream the way you wanted to dream, the way I wanted to dream and, and get, and, I was asking all the, these questions about like, how do I get there? And what's the process like? Because I, I believe it. I learned it from them, but I also believe it myself. Like it doesn't happen. Like it wasn't like next, the next year I was doing Ironman. No, we had, we had a plan set in place where, you know, we had to, you know, do these races to, yeah. to make sure that we're, you know, these little checkpoints to know that we're on the right path to get there. Cool. Uh, so then what, how many Ironmans have you run since, uh, since you met them? Yeah, so so from there we did that Olympic. Then I did I had done three half Ironman distances. Okay. So later that year I had done two uh, half half Ironman distances. So one was in Ottawa, and one was in uh, Esprit in Montreal. Yeah. And then the following year the plan was to do another half, but the one in Tremblant okay. to get an idea for the course. Yeah. And then the Ironman it would be in August. So it's like June and, and yeah. August. Yeah, end yeah. of August. So I had a, only a few months in between, in between to kind both. of um, prepare, but it was part of the path. You know? Yeah. Well, it's like when people are preparing for sometimes uh, marathons, you do like yeah. a half to prepare for the 
the ninth set and all that. Yeah, all, and then it, and so it was like half half Ironman, full Ironman uh, in 2016, I want to say, and then in, the following year I did another Ironman cool. to kind of try and better my time and yeah, and now if I'm if I understood correctly from listening to your podcast on your podcast, yeah, <laughs> you you took a break from doing the Ironmans. Yeah, I did. I think I mean a lot comes into play, but. Uh, I love it. I really do. It's a, it's an expensive sport for sure. And I found that if, you know, if I wanted to be a better triathlete, I needed to improve, you know, we've got to work on your weaknesses, but I, I, I still felt like there was a lot of room to grow on the marathon side. Okay. So I decided, let me put myself focus on, that. focus on the marathon. And then once I reach my potential with the, with the marathon, at least I can go back to Ironman with this, uh, better uh, with a with a with I don't know, more experience. Maybe I'll go in faster, and that's where I'll be able to save some time. Cool. Yeah. And also, the training is a lot more rigorous, rigorous too, because you have to be training for three sports instead of just one. Yeah, I think they're both tough in in different ways. I think triathlon's great. It's tough, but it's great because you're switching it up. Yeah. So you can. One day, it's not everyday running. It's, it's, you know, one day swimming, one day biking. Some days are, like, with, with combinations of, of those things. Um, but then running is just only running. And yeah. it's, like, you can't get away from the running. <laughs> For sure, yeah. <laughs> you know? It's you can do cross-training and stuff, which yeah. you should do. But, but it's still only running. It's only one thing. So, yeah. yeah, you could say it's more, but it's, like, I, I, I'd say running is just as tough. You know, yeah. just, just running is just as tough. Uh, so, um, how, when, when you started, uh, we're going to head, head back to the community aspect yeah. of stuff. So you, you mentioned that you also started leading your own runs and all of that. When did that happen in your life? Uh, recently or uh, yeah. it's been a while. I'd say in like the last two years, two years. Yeah. I started, um, well, I mean, I would go and run, like we had our run club with Cat and Kev for. For a while and so they had the winter and they also went through the summer for for years um do they still do it to this they don't do it to no they, no it kind of it came to an end yeah there was a, a shift and um in, well, it's hard to vision. yeah it's hard to, to keep it up also yeah and they were their legacy ambassadors that yeah. were around for six years so they needed a break too and for sure you know things change um i started leading the wrg run club because that's where I'm working. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there was a, like, I love to run. They had a, they had a run club. So the, the owner, um, one of the owners, Leslie, yeah, he had created this run club and it took place, uh, on the mountains, yeah. uh, at, at Mount Royal 7 PM every Monday night. And so I was attending those and Leslie ended up hurting his knee. And so he couldn't run anymore. So I kind of, took over for now um, as, the lead. as the lead. And I also got some help from, from Jackie Peters. She's, I met her also through another run club, but uh, she was also running with us on the mountain and I asked her to kind of help me out. Cool. So we, we kind of share the role and it's, it's fun. It's super easy, chill. Like yeah. it's this no, like it's, it's not on speed. You can go faster if yeah. you want, but we have like little checkpoints where, everyone stops and waits for everybody exactly, yeah. halfway up the mountain and then at the, at the lookout for a photo. Yeah. And then we come down at our cool. own pace and yeah, it's pretty nice. So something that, that intrigues me from what you just said. So, uh, cause before you also mentioned that you have the training runs and all that. So when you're, 
alone you're always doing your training runs and when you're doing group runs are you also in, in the back of your mind still training per se or you're just really going out for the fun of it yeah i almost never i mean we do track as a group yeah you know it's a, essentially a group run but we pay to be there yeah, for yeah. the workout um when i go for group runs and it's, it's just easy fun. running yeah easy run. and i think that's one thing i've learned over the years is that like you need more more easy running yeah and you know you're only working out or doing your your hard training like maybe two maybe three times a week okay. but if you're truly going training like properly and and using those workouts to to make improvements you need those easy runs in between, in between to yeah, recover to, exactly so yeah my group runs are super chill yeah. like i'm always running at the back of the pack yeah uh, just to enjoy it and i think that's the most fun especially the group runs because you have the most conversations always in the back for sure <laughs> and like i love meeting new people yeah. and hearing what their goals are all about and cool and what got them into running and it's like a little mini podcast yeah exactly I, go out. Yeah. <laughs> I feel exactly i feel you exactly like 100 percent on that and uh so what are some uh experiences that uh that happened to your life because of running oh man um well i mean like just doing an iron man it's like it's it's an experience all on itself yeah right? like the like if they say you know if, you, if you're if you don't enjoy the process you're doing it for the wrong reasons yeah. kind of thing well like crossing the finish was made it all worth it it was it was it's like a long day right like yeah. it's it's like a full work day it's for a full, most people. yeah exactly and um yeah just all the work you put in all the all the hard training like i, I not no, all trainings are easy you gotta go you know go, i'd go out in the rain i'd go out in the heat yeah i'd simulate try and simulate as best i could race conditions and what could happen and exactly nutrition but like yeah my coaches were there to cheer me on they, cool. they weren't racing that one and uh they were there my parents were there and just uh yeah amazing it was cool. just i had a smile on my face the whole time yeah, it was for sure one of the hardest days i ever did <laughs> but one of the most rewarding for are sure. you planning on doing one soon are you gonna get back into the saddle or uh, you're you're not sure i yet. think i'll probably get back into biking this biking? year okay. yeah and, and probably swimming too but like like i said I, my main focus right now is um is uh running a faster marathon okay and what's your what's your marathon right now my marathon right now uh my best time was in toronto uh not last year the year before 245 okay wow yeah so pretty forgiving course it was uh it's a pretty flat course yeah uh perfect time of year like in end of october yes and so the temperature is nice and i I do well in cooler weather i think i think a lot of people do and uh yeah it was just a great day train train well for it and uh just want to get better and, and keep chipping away at that time so cool yeah and what's so what would be like your goal for now let's say looking at a 230 sub 230 yeah i mean well you know 245 to 230 is pretty pretty aggressive yeah me and my last uh jump was uh from 253 to 245 but i mean it doesn't always go like yeah. that right you can't expect it. Uh, I think if I could just land, if I can get closer to the 240 for now, that'd okay. be that'd be awesome. And then once I once I'm able to achieve that, then hopefully get into the 230s. But you know, I, I interviewed a coach just recently, and he's like, with every runner, I just try and make them the best runner they can be. Yeah. And I think I want the same for myself. 
it's uh you know i want to become the best version for of sure. myself that i can be yeah for sure you mentioned that uh, uh when you do the community runs and uh all that sometimes it's like a little podcast so uh for people that are listening uh, you also have a podcast, The Rundown. So how did that get into a, a play and what, what started that? Yeah, I think, again, through through work, like, you know, it's a media company. I do, like, photo, video there, some editing. I help with all the events they have going on. And that was something that they wanted to add to their repertoire, uh, a podcast. So I accepted the challenge. I said, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we work together to... to you know, come up with the, you know, an idea and, and, um, I kind of had a vision of what I wanted because this is the podcast is an extension of kind of what happened to me. I I met two people, they share their story with me. I was inspired, changed my life. Yeah. So everyone's got a story. Exactly. That's what I say. Everyone always has a story. Yeah. And also people connect with different stories, right? Exactly. So that's that's where the rundown came from and it's been a good we've we've been doing it over a year now just uh coming up on 37 episodes but it's really to inspire and motivate people uh within the run community or or maybe not maybe someone gives it a shot and wants to listen to it and they're inspired by someone else's story to yeah. do something uh do something greater than themselves you know? yeah so on your podcast is strictly uh runners that you interview or sometimes? i have uh yeah, I've had more like runners like triathletes. I've had uh, obstacle course okay. uh, athletes. I had trail cool. uh, triathletes. I've had um, you know a couple like business owners that okay. just run to think and make running part of their everyday life, but cool. that want to you know they use it as a way to disconnect and or to connect whatever whatever they need it for that day. And actually, two of the guests that we had on. Um, they actually created their own podcast now, oh, too, cool. which we, uh, which, which we also produce. So, oh, wow. Yeah. It's called bed talks. Okay. And it's, um, a girl named Sabrina and, uh, a girl named Meg. So Sabrina had a lingerie line for a while. Okay. And, um, and Meg's an eccentrics teacher okay. and they wanted to have a girl talk podcast and cool. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that's kind of like now we're entrenched in the podcast world and, uh, that's really, really cool. It's, it's hard, you know it, it's hard to, to keep podcasts and you always say it's uh, the first 13 episodes decide, like, um, decide if you're going to keep on going or not depending mm. on the results and if you pass that 13, you'll have a potential of really going big with podcasts if you keep up, keep up on it and all that. So yeah. I but passed if, 13, you passed 13, so I think we're in the, congrats. We're in the, the right, uh, right track. But like everything, like I think what, the tra- what learning to train has taught me is like consistency is yeah. key and it's the same thing with the podcast. If you're consistent with your messaging, if you're consistent yeah. with your episodes and your releases and all and, that, yeah. and, the, and the, the actual content too, I think that's what people really like and, uh, you know, fi- try and find your niche. So, yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, so, uh, I, I, I also looked on your, your Instagram and all that. And I saw that, uh, you run for sketchers and a couple other ambassadors and you have a, a nun bottle right in front yeah. of you. Yeah. So, uh, how did all these, uh, come into a effect like what what and how did it feel to be approached by these uh, companies yeah and actually that's i guess it, like to uh, debunk what it means like <laughs> i think i think i'm a uh you know i've been in the run community for a while i've, I've 
raced a few big races and well, you know, field Boston is a is big <laughs> race. Yeah, I mean, I try and share as much yeah. as I can with others, and I'm in the run community. And in fact, uh, so my coaches were Skechers okay. ambassadors, and they introduced me to a few people. And um, you know, I started there. They didn't just throw shoes at me. Yeah, they, you know, I got to know them, built a connection, and then eventually they brought me on as a as an ambassador for for the brand and you know when i first heard sketchers i'm like oh i think what most people think is like how it used to be like 20 years ago but it's not that way anymore they have a performance line and uh you know and and meb was a big part of that and building the the shoes and stuff and uh they're actually like super comfortable and and they can perform quite well so i've been running sketchers even before I was an ambassador. Good, cool. And uh, yeah, love it. But I mean, for a lot of these brands, it's it's just like, what do you use? And what do you like? I mean, yeah. I'm not using any any of these things because like I don't use Endurance Tap and I don't use Nun and I don't wear Ciela because because they're they're asking me to yeah, wear it. You would wear it even if they weren't asking. I was wearing it before. Yeah, exactly. And then you know you connect and you you know you ask you apply you can apply to yeah. a lot of these things and they'll check out your socials to see what you've done and it depends what they're looking for you know yeah. um but yeah it's a, a lot of these brands it's not like they're coming after you it's like you got to put, yeah, yourself, you have to put out yourself out there for sure and it can happen for for it's not just me it can <laughs> for anybody yeah but it's a cool thing to 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 say that you you are working you're you're helping these brands grow their um uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, their, like re- their reach their and reach, everything yeah, and all content. that. Uh, they're in the community, and as you such since you play such a big role, it's a perfect person to to show off the nun, the CLE, the yeah. the endurance app, the Skechers, because you have, especially now with the podcast too, a lot of people uh, would look up to you as an inspiration for if they're on a some uh, almost like the same path as you, right? So saying, oh well, he does that, then that that person's gonna go and get that, and. I, you seem like the person that you represent the brands that you will use, like you mentioned. So mm-hmm. it shows that uh, if you're using it, that means you really use it. Yeah, I love it. Right? Yeah, it's exactly. like even even Lululemon. Like yeah. when I, when we started running with the club, like my friend Amanda, she she works for the company, and well, she was working for them back then. She's working for them now, and she's like, we. I, I showed up in like Rocky in a Rocky outfit, yeah. like uh, sweatpants, yeah. sweatshirt. <laughs> Um, some beaten up sh- running shoes, and uh, she's like, "We gotta get you some Lululemon." Yeah, and that's the same thing happened to me. My first yeah. Lululemon, and I was like, legit Rocky, like the gray sweatpants. Yeah. And she's like, "You're gonna feel better. You're gonna perform better. Yeah. Uh, everything, you know." Yeah. And look at me now, like I'm I'm decked yeah. out in Lululemon, <laughs> and I never thought I would be, but yeah, cool. So uh, you mentioned that uh, you did three Bostons, and the Boston race is probably uh, a very um, one race that a lot of people aspire to go run. And the fact that you did three is pretty pretty cool. So uh, can you talk to us a bit about that? How did uh, which race made you qualify for Boston and and all that? Yeah. Um, so actually, like when I qualified for Boston, I didn't even have Boston really on my it was just radar. Yeah. Um, so. If I backtrack, I was going to do my first Ironman. Um, the plan was do it, to do it the following, the following year. Yeah. And in the Ironman, there's a marathon. Yeah. So I was like, I don't want to run my first marathon. I had never ran a marathon until that point. Okay, wow. So I was like, I better run a marathon. I'd like to run a marathon. 
before I actually run it in the Ironman. So it was right after the, I did the two half iron distances. Um, the first year that I was with Kat and Kev and I said, Hey, why don't we run a marathon just so I can feel it out and see how I do it in the marathon. They're like, okay, cool. That's a good idea. You're fit from that. So let's, let's go and and you can do a Toronto waterfront marathon. So that's kind of how it went. And I didn't have any experience. Uh, I was fit from triathlon, but I wasn't trained for a marathon. It's just funny how, how the fitness yeah. transfers, right? Yeah. But I went there with a, a, a goal in mind. And my strategy was just to hold the pace for 1K at a time. Yeah. And the pace was for a 305 mar- marathon. Okay. That was the qualifying time, time for my age group. And so it was going well. I was holding, I think it was like 415 every wow. kilometer. And that was the goal. I was kept looking at my yeah. watch to stay within that, that zone. And um, it was going super well. And then at the halfway mark, I met some guys from Alberta. They, they were kind of close to me the whole time. And similar to my first half marathon where I met that girl, yeah, I met this group and they were trying to qualify for Boston as well for the first time. And so I was like, well, might as well. Might as well. I feel <laughs> yeah. decent. But if I can hang on with these guys, um, let, let's do that. So that's what ended up happening. And I was running with them. And I, and I kind of halfway through the second half, I was like, hey, what are you guys trying to run? Because the pace was a little bit faster. And they're like, well, we're trying to break three. And I'm like, oh, crap. Like, <laughs> now it's a full, like, five minutes yeah. away from the thing. So, but, hey, we, like, stuck together. And this is, like, the power of, like, what you do in your training also yeah. helps, right? Because, like, I was able to hang on with them. And we rolled to the finish at, like, 258. Wow. for my first my first marathon and had qualified us for boston and uh with a good enough buffer because just because you qualify yeah it doesn't mean, doesn't you're, mean qualify- you're gonna make yeah. it right so with seven minutes i figured okay i have a Might good well, chance yeah. uh to go and then um that's kind of what got me there cool so, and what were you that was which year so because it's so late in the year yeah you can't go the following year you have to wait till the year after oh really yeah okay. so my first one was uh 2017 okay yeah yeah 2017 2018 2019 i ran okay um so i must have qualified in 2015 15 yeah yeah. the end of 2015 15 2016 i did my i did the half in the ironman and then 2017 are you I think I've never experienced Boston as a spectator. So okay. I think that'd oh, that's be a cool. Way of, uh, cool. Yeah. And I signed up for the 5k, okay. which is on the Saturday morning, which I'm actually really looking forward to because mm. I get to test myself in a shorter distance, which, yeah. uh, which will be great. And, um, that's really cool. Yeah. But I'll go back. I want to take a break cause I know I'm going to want to go back for the 125th anniversary, yeah. uh, which is next year. Yeah. So okay, 2021. Cool. cool. And, uh, so, <clears throat> you've, you've done so many races. What would be the most, uh, and you mentioned a bit before the Ironman being the most, one of the most memorable experiences when you were finishing and everything, but what other memorable experiences from races or events that you held that really uh, have a, a piece of your heart that you will always remember? Well, I think Boston, Boston. number one was yeah. special. Yeah. I, I, I was lucky. Lululemon was putting together uh, all kind of, all the people that had qualified um 
for that year, they they were they're hosting us okay. in Boston for that's the marathon. That's really cool. That's yeah. the cool thing of Lula. I mean, they do a really cool like little yeah things here and it was big. For, yeah. Like they rented out like the the Verb Hotel, wow. which is like right next to Fenway Park. Yeah. And um, yeah, I had I was allowed to bring a plus one. I wasn't with anybody at the time, so I was like, I invited my coaches, <laughs> <laughs> and they're kind of like one person, yeah. so so they're two people, but they're always yeah. together. So I, I said I had two double beds. So I said, hey, if you guys want the other one, yeah, we stayed in the same room and it was fine, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, who better to invite yeah. than my than my coaches uh, for my first Boston Marathon? And uh, you know, my friend Mark was also part of that. Uh, Mark Langevin, he runs uh, out of he runs a CCC Run Club okay. and also does the underground parking. Uh, yes, at yes, Distrante, Distrante, yeah. which is awesome. I saw him this morning. That's where you were running this morning at uh, this time. Yeah. And uh, it was a nice moment to share with them because they've done, they ran Boston before, obviously. And uh, yeah, just to kind of show me the ropes and, yeah. and Mark, it was his first one too. So um, it was fun to be there. And actually like a funny little story was that, so we, you know, they, they drive you out like 40 yeah. minutes. They had a bus for us. Actually, we went in a bus and it was wow. like too was much, too much almost. <laughs> But anyways, we got started on this race and and I think, you know, people always want to go and like run their best marathon in Boston, but it's really hard. It's a really hard course and there's no reason to not enjoy it because you've made it to the Boston marathon. You can't get better than that. Exactly. The longest running, when I said 125th anniversary, it's like they've been going for 125 years years. consecutively. There's wars and stuff in between. (laughs) They still got it done. Exactly. And actually, so started off within 10K, I knew I wasn't going to hit my best time, which was fine with me. Yeah. I just wanted to go and enjoy the experience. Yeah. You're around thousands of people, uh, you know, running back to Boston. And and I think around like the midway point, I saw one of the guys I qualified with in Toronto. Oh, that's really cool. And it was hot that day. It was really hot. And we're coming out of the winter in Montreal. Yeah. Just, you don't have time to acclimatize. And, so I remember giving him half my water bottle. People were giving out water on the side. And I saw him at about, you know, halfway mark. And I'm like, good luck, man. Like, it's a hot day. Like, yeah. you know, well, we made it, you know, this is great. And, uh, you know, we kind of went on our way struggling through. And I remember struggling. And uh, then I saw him again with, like, maybe 5K left to go. Okay. I'm like, and Dom, like, <laughs> this is like, this is how it's supposed to be. You yeah, know, we exactly. qualified together. We're going to finish this, this Boston that's really our first cool. Boston Marathon together, and that's what we did. We ran the rest of the race together and uh, came down Boylston and uh, just soaked it in. Like it was, sure. it was a nice way to 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 run the first one and uh, kind of like out of all those people that I could have seen on the course. Yeah, I see him, him, yeah. It's like uh, yeah, like you said, it's it's a it's a it's a sign that you qualify yeah. with them and you, you finish the race with them. It's really and he's really from cool. Alberta. Like, yeah. Out of all, out of all places. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's really, really cool. A memory that, uh, that I don't story. I don't say often, but it kind of like yeah. brought it back for sure. So, um, a question that I like to ask a lot on the, the podcast is, uh, everybody overcomes challenges and stuff. And I find that when we are, uh, fit and healthy and we do, participate in sports if it be running soccer hockey uh, ocr um, triathlons whatever we become very structured with things 
So when we uh, look at challenges, we look at them in a different perspective than other people do. So how do you find that uh, running and your triathlon training and everything made you look at challenges and made you overcome them uh, in a certain way? Yeah, I think like you have to shift your, your, your focus sometimes, you know, when times are tough, yeah. it's never, it's never like giving up, you know, like, uh, slowing your pace is better than walking. And, yeah, for sure. And walking is better than stopping. And sometimes it's, it's resetting. Sometimes it's, uh, you know, walking, uh, like it's happened to me before, like my second Ironman, my, my stomach was in knots, uh, yeah. on the run course, which is my favorite part of the race. It was, getting to run and um, my body wasn't agreeing with me um, that day. But it's just like, how do you keep moving forward? How do you, how do you get to the finish? Um, how do you not give up? And like, I think just going through all the training and having those long sessions and surrounding yourself with good people and having support, you know, it all comes into it. Um, but it's just like one step at a time it's uh it can always seem like the worst thing in the in the world yeah <laughs> you know it could, it could at that seem, point in time but yeah it could always always seem like the it's crumbling down on you but there's always a way a way out and sometimes it really isn't <laughs> like when it you know maybe there's an injury or yeah. you know where you can't push beyond but you know if it's in your control you can do something to change it and mm. uh you know, you got to find what it is that you can do to make things better. And sure. Yeah. So yeah, life challenges. I mean, it just taught me process. It taught me, you know, consistency, structure. like I said, structure, super important. And it helps you. Everything takes work, relationships, family, uh, yeah. learning to cook or whatever it is like you, you know, it, it, that structure will help you to kind of figure out those other aspects as well yeah cool yeah so um we we spoke about all your races and everything but what was your 2019 year look like what was it let's see your 2019 year in review yeah it looked like it was going um new york was on my mind okay. for sure I, I was kind of you know putting the eggs in that basket <laughs> yeah um yeah i was like you know want to have a good a good result there and you know kind of ran throughout the year i ran boston earlier yeah. so I started actually with Boston. I always forget that it's in the same year because it's so early. Yeah, exactly. So it always seems like it's last year, but it's actually, yeah. it was this year. Um, so started with Boston. Um, and yeah, it, was, it wasn't like the monsoon that we had the year before, but it was, it was good. And yeah. I was actually, my, I ran my, my best. I didn't run a PB, but I ran my best Best time time at a, at a world major. So it was my only world major at that time. So my best time at Boston, which was my, my, uh, my B goal. Okay. Cool. I always have three goals when I go into. Yeah, you have to, it's always good to have three because you know, sometimes it's not your day and sometimes you, it's not gonna, it's not gonna go the way you want. Everyone wants to PB all the time, but you have to have something to distract you to be able to get to the next level. Exactly. To get you to the finish. So having another goal is that key. It's like you, just because I'm not going to hit my 245 doesn't mean I give up. It means no. I hang on because what's my next goal? Okay, I want to beat my previous Boston time. Yeah, no. that's enough to keep you in the game, you know. No. So, um, so yeah. Cool. You, did you run out oh, of yeah. races? Yeah, so, yeah. I was trying to think about your question, <laughs> but yeah. So it was Boston. Then I 
then I, uh, I ran, what did I run? Yeah, we did uh, the run around 125, which yeah. was organized by uh, my friend, my friend Golf and uh, the run, run right crew. Yeah. So uh, it was like a relay race around Montreal. That's really cool. I saw fun. that on Instagram. Yeah. It's really interesting. We did some, uh, yeah, it's super cool. 125K. We had like six teams this year yeah. and, and did that. And it's fun to be part of a community. We, I stuck with the original, our original uh, team, which had done, completed it first just to see how it would go. Yeah. And yeah, that's super fun. And doing like these unsanctioned races, I did like one in Montreal, also organized by the same guy uh, called Peel the Hill. Okay. It was like a beeline right from the basin all the way up to the cross on okay. Mount Royal. Um, so that was challenging and exciting and, and stuff like that. And yeah, I just kind of geared up for, for New York. Everything, I didn't really race too hard. I uh, like I paced, I paced for the Montreal okay. uh, race. To pace some runners to a 130 half. Nice. Um, I also ran the, the the half later in the year, the rock and roll half, okay. um, as a tune-up for for New York. Okay. And then there were New York. It was on, yeah. and uh, yeah, it was a super cool experience. And um, yeah, my that was actually then that became my best my best marathon time at, a, at a major. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I ran my best Boston time earlier and then my best major time. Nice. So still haven't cracked 250 at a major, but, but hopefully Berlin is, is the, is the one that's going to do nice. it. And, um, yeah, cause that's a pretty flat course. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. And so that's going to be my, my 2020, uh, 2020 big, big objective. Big objective. Yeah. So that's what we're leading into it. So it's perfect that you yeah. mentioned at the end. So your 2020, uh, objectives, races or goals. So we, we mentioned throughout the episode, you're saying that you want to break your 245 also. And now we, we just mentioned Berlin. So anything else on top of that? Yeah. Like, well, I'm going to run that 5k in Boston. Okay. Um, I'm probably going to do the run around 125 again. Yeah. There's also another relay race that's going to happen in Ottawa. It's called 360. Really um, yeah, it's new. Okay. So it's kind of like off of what we did in Montreal, but only in Ottawa and like more than double the distance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so we're seeing maybe we're going to put in a team for that. Cool. And, um, yeah, just like local stuff. I might run Lone Gary half. Yeah. Um, to kind of, I want to test myself at the, di- at the distances I haven't raced in a while. So okay. when your focus is marathon, you can run maybe two a year. Yeah. Um, now I think this year I'm going to run one. It's going to be Berlin, but then at least I can test myself, you know, with the 5K, with, with a good yeah. half, and see if I, because they're all like indicators of how your training is going and how you're going to be able to perform at at the marathon. Yeah. So um, you know, working on some things in the off season, uh, like strength work and exactly. uh, and harder track sessions, to kind of get myself there. Mm-hmm. And make improvements. Uh, a question that I want to ask you, and yeah. I, I forgot, I completely forgot to okay. about the thing was so on a, on a weekly basis or on a monthly basis, what's your kilometers looking like? Yeah, so I was hitting until last year. I, it was it was just shy of a hundred. So a I, month I, I, I or did a week? A week. Oh wow! So I'd hit a hundred. Like a hundred a month. That's why I said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd hit a hundred a week, a couple times previously but then I asked my coach I'm like can we switch it up because you hear a lot of marathoners talking and uh I'm not elite by any means but some of the best runners like I've I've had the pleasure of interviewing on on the rundown and you know all the top athletes are running in the range of like you know it could be 140 to 160 a week yeah and so I was just like okay I want to test that out I want to just bump it a little bit so like I got up to like you know 110 to 120 okay 
per week in at the peak, you know, yeah. but you know, I've been running for years. So yeah, don't exactly. take that with a grain of salt because you can't just, just cause that's how the top marathoners are doing. It doesn't mean that mm, that's, that's the right exactly, way for, right for yeah, to start the, off or the, the person listening. To, to, yeah. To start off. So, you know, this year I'll probably do the same, okay. you know, slowly, slowly build myself up right now. I'm running 40, 50 K a week. I'm okay. just not, thinking about marathon training yeah. at all right now and i want it's to give, also the winter so it's you want yeah, to make it easier on give you. myself a break and not doing boston actually allows myself to not have to worry about training yet mm. uh typically the last three winters i've had boston on my radar so yeah. it's like you got to start in january to kind of be able to do it so yeah so we'll get up there cool start you know start getting you know 50 60 60 70 yeah. you know and so on and so forth till we get to 100 120 and is uh, a better question because since you're really into the the world of running and all that is there any uh ultra distances that might be coming in the future for you or are you sticking it at uh marathon yeah i always i always i always forget the the ultra running that i do but uh so last year i actually did the hair can at uh, 20, oh, yeah? 28 kilometer okay um and i actually hosted their english version of their podcast okay because they have a french version okay so, cool um, it's called free or wild okay for your wild podcast so i hosted that for them and we produced it for them and um and so got to introduce some trail runners but i was up there around the 28k which was super enjoyable yeah um previously to that i had done the 65 kilometer at hurricane as okay. well that was a long day <laughs> yeah it's so it's, what i don't like about trail running is that sometimes you get stuck in these like single trail yeah. tracks and you can't get past people and not to say that I was going to like everyone's got their pace, yeah. but it's just, it frustrates me yeah. to be stuck and not be able to, you know, in a marathon, you got the road. You yeah. Can, you could have just cut up and whatever. Yeah. You might be not be following the tangents perfectly, but yeah. you can at least work your way around people and kind of find your space. And, uh, but in a, in a trail run, it's tough. So I do like it, but I think at the most, that would be what it is for now. Yeah. For now. Maybe when I'm older and get slower, then I'll, then I'll jump into the trails a little bit more. Cool, cool. So we have a, a segment on the podcast called the three tips. So it's basically three tips uh, that you could give the listeners to help them, uh, what I like to call, get on to uh, living a strong life. That's why it's called Living Strong, the podcast. So what would be uh, your three tips for our listeners? Like in training or in, in general? training general, it could be anything. Well, if it's in general, I'd say like, I think everyone could benefit from physical activity. So like find whatever that is and, and do what you love. For me, you know, it's running and triathlon and, um, and the run community, um, for someone else, it might be something different. Yeah. Um, I know sometimes like even in just in the running world, it can be intimidating to join a group yeah. where you don't know anybody and maybe you don't have friends that, that want to go with you, but, it's like the best thing you can do. Yeah. Like there people are so welcoming in, in the run community and so inviting and they, they take care of people that, that show up and if yeah. they, if you're new, you're stand out yeah. and they'll, they'll ask you, you know, I remember the first run I went to Yamajo. They're like, who, who are you? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's cool. You know, yeah. when you see like, where are you from? Like, yeah, why, why are you here? How did exactly. you find out about us? Like, yeah. I think that's always the most interesting thing. Um, yeah, I think so. Th that's one. Um, I think like consistency. Okay. I think whatever you do, like there's a process to 
to it. And like I said earlier, um, you know, the, the biggest difference in my running took place when, when, when I was consistent, when I finally got co- some coaching and I had a plan, I had a goal, I had a plan. And it's like all about ex- execution. If you don't do the training, you're not going to get the results you want, whether it's just the finish or if you want to run a new PB, a 10 minute PB, yeah. uh, it's not going to happen if you would not follow the plan. Right. I think so. That's like, that's one thing about running that I love is that like, if you don't put in the work, you're probably not going to get the results yeah. and you might get hurt in the process. But if you're consistent, uh, no matter what it is, it doesn't have to be six days a week. It could be, you know, if you can run four days a week, yeah. make sure it's four Just days. Just be consistent with that four. Yeah, exactly. And I think it gives, it gives, it gives you a lot in, in terms of like starting and finishing something. I think, I think people like find that rewarding, but also like, you know, be consistent and like with your solo runs and also with your group runs and like mix it up a yeah. little bit, switch it up because that, that really like a lot of my runs are with other people. Yeah. And uh, I, I like it. I like the company. Helped me get out of the house, especially in the winter. Yeah. And um, that alone will take you to, I think, to the next level. Um, what's my third? Just have fun. <laughs> like seriously, just have fun. Like people kill themselves, like training and like racing, and um, like kills me to see people like finally make it to Boston and then like try and crush it yeah. and then realize how hard it actually is and you know it, it happens for some people but not for everybody and if you can just enjoy those moments and like enjoy the process of how you get there and celebrate it it's yeah. a cel- when you arrive at the starting line of any race it's a celebration like that's you you've won already yeah, you've exactly. won already you, my coach has always told me celebrate your fitness celebrate your fitness you know it's so true it's like we're able to do this it's just like Exactly. You see what happened in Boston, like yeah. before I, I did it, you know, yeah. the bombing and people who, who love the things we love, you know, got that all taken away from them. So yeah. like life's precious and just yeah, like enjoy every too. moment. Yeah, For sure. Awesome. So if people want to reach you or uh, hear about the podcast and all that, what would be the best way to reach you? Yeah. I mean, I'm on social media, uh, Instagrams, uh, so jpugs84. Um, the podcast is at the rundown on uh, on instagram as well on facebook justin pugliese and uh yeah that's pretty much pretty much it i mean i think most people communicate that way yeah yeah it's the easiest way to communicate nowadays but yeah or like come out to a local to a run club and you said the runs that you lead are always on the monday nights right yeah monday night and 7, you guys 7 p.m right in front of the monument okay. on uh on pine and uh yeah it's no more it's just a little bit shy of, of 9k okay and it's like at your own pace and like there's always gonna i'll i'll be at the back so you can join me and cool you know i think that's the fun funny thing too is like they always find it in, like people sometimes may, might find it intimidating but like i'm i'm genuine like i i literally just stay at the back yeah and run with whoever needs because that's kind of what happened with me yeah and, and someone waited for me and you know, it's the only way you get better is by exactly. showing up. And also, like, I run frequently with, uh, with Run Right yep. on uh, Thursday nights at uh, 7 p.m. And we run from the, the headquarters at, uh, at CLE. Cool. And uh, that's an NDG. Yeah. And we, again, we run up to the, 
Summit Circle and uh, just a chill, yeah. chill group. And we have beers after oh, nice. at the headquarters. So it's like super relaxed. And, awesome. Yeah, cool. I, lo I love it. So. Well, thank you so much for uh, taking uh, time out of your busy schedule uh, to, to sit with us and, uh, and discuss your, your whole as life aspect and all that with the running and how you got into it. Uh, talk about the podcast was really interesting, especially uh, talking to someone that's done Boston's. It's really cool to see how your progression from where you were to where you, you, you are now. Uh, and I think a lot of the listeners are going to pick up a lot of uh, cool little inf uh, stories and information from you to help them and motivate them to reach uh, their goals this year. So I don't know if you have any last minute words. Uh, yeah, no, just thank, thanks for having me. Anytime. And uh, like, um, I'm nothing special, you know? Yeah. It's just uh, when, you, when you follow a passion or a dream, like it's, uh, you can, everybody can get there. And yeah. uh, I never thought like a lot of things would be possible. And, and something yeah. inspired me to, to, Try to get on this journey. Yeah. And it's a, it's a wild ride, but it's, it's one that I love. And I, it's, it's fun to look back on, those kind of successes and uh you know it's kind of what brought us here today yeah, and exactly it's funny i love how things always connect and intertwine yeah. and um and yeah just like enjoy yourself and uh enjoy your life thank you and everybody out there keep living strong thank you for listening to this episode of the living strong podcast if you guys enjoyed what you heard and want to share this podcast with the world there's two things you could do you can leave us a review so we get a bigger reach and it will help us out so much and you can leave that on iTunes or anywhere you listen to your podcast or you could share this podcast with your friends and family. Thank you so much guys. Keep living strong. Thank you for listening and being part of the Living Strong Podcast. Till next time, keep living strong.